Good morning, Grace Bay Nation. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Seth Bully, and I'm so excited to be speaking to you. And this year, uh, we've entitled the Year of the Holy Spirit. Every year, we gather around a particular theme. And what that does for us as a church, it gives us direction. It helps us grow in our faith. It challenges us to take a new level in our spiritual walk. And this year, our pastor gave us the theme, and it's called the Year of the Holy Spirit. And let me not lie to you, when I heard that, I was like, Pastor, I need something a bit more. We've just been through 2020. 2020 was crazy, but thank God that we're alive. But I wanted a theme like the year of the increase, or the year of the come up, or the year of the supernatural increase. Uh, but I am so glad that the pastor gave us this theme, the year of the Holy Spirit, because it has drastically changed my life. There is something so important about the Holy Spirit, and we're learning so much about the Holy Spirit, not to rely on our own strength, not to rely on our own intellect, not to rely on our education, but to really rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4 verse 6 is the scripture that we've themed ourselves around this year. It says, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. And I want to challenge you to really go on this journey with us as we learn more about the Holy Spirit. And today we're beginning a five-week series about the role of the Holy Spirit. And I want to encourage you, put it on your calendar, text your friend, invite your dog, invite your cat, invite everyone you know, so that we can all go on a journey to learn how we can grow in our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you that these messages, these five weeks, are going to take you to the next level in your spiritual walk. So a couple of weeks ago, I helped define who the Holy Spirit is. And you might be asking, Seth, who is the Holy Spirit? Is he Casper the friendly ghost? No, he's not. Is he like a mystical fog? No, he's not. The Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. And the Trinity is God the Father, the one who created the universe. God the Son, that is Jesus Christ, God sent his only son. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So it's God the Father, God the Son, and the last person, part of this relationship, part of the Trinity, is the Holy Spirit. And today, we're going to go deeper in our understanding of who the Holy Spirit is. And over the next few weeks, we're really going to delve into the scripture, John 14, 25 to 26. It reads the following. It says, I have told you these things while I'm still with you. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, telling them this about the Holy Spirit. He says, but the helper, the helper being the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Today, we're going to dwell on the Holy Spirit being our comforter. And I've titled my message today, Who's Your Comforter? Who's your comforter? Type it in the comment section. Uh, send a message to that friend and say, hey friend, who's your comforter? Now the word comforter is from the Greek word parakletos. And it is used four times in the book of John. And comforter also means the following. It means one who is called to one's side. Especially called to one's aid. That is the definition of what the comforter is. 
And today I want to focus on better understanding the role of the Holy Spirit as our comforter. Now we've defined that the comforter means that someone who's called to one's aid. And what you also need to understand is that the Holy Spirit stands beside us. He is with us. And the promise of the comforter was a promise of assurance that the disciples would not have to face this world alone. Jesus, as we read in the scripture, was telling his disciples that he had to go so that the comforter could come. And when the comforter came, that they would not be alone. And that's the assurance that we have as Christians that we are not alone. Even though Jesus seated at the right hand of God, we have the comforter, the Holy Spirit beside us. Now, what you need to understand is the comforter is our companion. Similar to the way that you have like that one best friend that you just do everything with. Like you used to ride your bicycle together when you were young, not now, unless you ride bicycles with your friends. Now, I'm, I'm not hating on you. But we all have that one individual in our life where we just kind of do everything. They're our companion, right? And when we go through difficult times, we often go to those people to comfort us. It could be your family members. It could be your spouse. It could be your best friend. And that is similar to what the Holy Spirit does. He comes alongside us, beside us, and he comforts us. Holy Spirit walks with us. It was God's intention from the beginning of time to walk with man. In the Garden of Eden, the Bible said that God walked with Adam. At different times in the day, he would walk with Adam. He spoke to Adam the same way I'm speaking to you right now. Yet Adam at that stage was perfect. He didn't sin. But then when they ate him and his wife, Eve, they ate of the forbidden fruit, the relationship was changed. And so God sends Jesus to help rectify that relationship so that we can come to the Father by accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And what you need to understand, it is a privilege to know that God wants to walk with you and I. He wants to walk with you and I through the Comforter, through the Holy Spirit. And you might be asking like, Seth, when is the Comforter needed? Like, you need the Comforter in a time of sorrow. You need a friend that you can rely on when things are not going well in your life. And that's what the comforter does. We most often seek help when we're going through difficult times. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 says the following, Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. The comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit, who is part of the Trinity, who is God as well. When do we need the comforter? We need the comforter in temptation. We need him most at this time because the Holy Spirit will help us get away from temptation. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says the following, the temptations that come into your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you will not give into it. And I have experienced this. When you're tempted to like say something mean to a friend and you just feel something in your spirit say, hey man, don't say that. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the comforter helping you to get away from sinning. When does the comforter comfort us? In sickness, he can really be of help at this time. In times of happiness, we really need him, least we slip and fall. 
And before I got married, I used to sleep in a bed. I would just call the blanket that I used just a blanket. But when I got married, my wife then began to introduce me to certain things on a bed. In fact, on our bed, we have so many pillows. It's just amazing. But when I was a single man, I had maybe one pillow, one pillow for my head. But now you need to have a pillow for your head, a pillow for the aesthetics. But anyway, she began to introduce me to this thing called a comforter. I did not know that a bed required a comforter. And as we bought one and we began to use it, I didn't realize what I was missing out on. This comforter brought me so much comfort. It was such a lovely addition to the bed. And also growing up, when you're single and you're sleeping on your own, you normally just cover yourself. But now when you're married and you're sharing a bed with someone, sometimes you turn and you kind of pull the blanket away from that individual. And I used to do that to my wife. We've gotten better. I've gotten better. She is now fully covered. I don't pull the blankets. But oftentimes when you pull the blanket, you are in a place that's supposed to provide you comfort. The bed is supposed to provide you peace. It's supposed to provide you rest. But because I would sometimes pull the blanket off my wife by mistake, she would then have a restless night and vice versa. There was sometimes she would pull the blanket. And even though I'm in a place of rest, I'm not experiencing the full comfort. And I want to just break down this illustration for you. Here, this bed that I'm on is a representation of, of your life. Your life without the comforter. Look, it's comfortable. Woo! It's enjoyable. It's so nice. It's a place where you're enjoying your life. And as a result, what you end up doing, instead of finding the comfort that comes from the Holy Spirit, you begin to find other things to cover you and comfort you. And it could be fame. So you try and, you know, search, I need fame in my life so that life can be good. I just need a little bit more fame. And you just try and cover yourself. You're like, all right, all right. Let me comfort myself with success instead of comforting myself in the Holy Spirit. And, and you try and comfort yourself. Then you're like, oh, let me, let me comfort myself with pornography because I don't get any other comfort. So let me try and comfort myself with porn. Oh, let me try and comfort myself with my career. Let me try and comfort myself. And as you can see right now, I am still exposed. I'm still exposed to the elements. Yes, I'm in a place that's supposed to give me rest, but I'm not fully covered. I am vulnerable. I'm susceptible to things happening in my life and I'm not fully covered and protected. And what you need to do is get the full covering of what we call the comforter, the Holy Spirit who comforts you and covers you completely so that you are fully covered. You're not susceptible to things. You're not vulnerable. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in our lives. He comforts us completely. Completely. And my question to you today is, what are you trying to comfort yourself with? What covers are you putting over yourself to try and provide yourself comfort that you can only find in the Holy Spirit? He being the comforter. Maybe you're sleeping in a bed that is not your own. And that's how you're finding comfort. 
Who is your comforter? Who is your comforter? There's a story of a man named Samson in the Bible. And Samson was God's chosen man during a time when the judges ruled over Israel. From birth, Samson was destined to liberate Israel from the Philistines. And what you need to understand about Samson, he was incredibly strong. I mean, he was built. He was like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, except he had some hair. I love Dwayne the Rock, but he's bold. But Samson was not bold. He was massive, right? And the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord would come powerfully upon Samson. And at one stage when the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, he tore apart a lion with his bare hands. I don't know if you've seen a lion. That's just not human. So God gave him the supernatural strength. At one stage, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him again, and he took the jawbone of a donkey and he killed a thousand men with it. This man was gangster. However, there was just this one issue, this one small character flaw with Samson. Listen, Samson loved the ladies and the ladies loved Samson. Samson would be sliding into multiple DMs in his day. And one day, he slid into the DM of a woman named Delilah, prostitute. And we don't know what happened to lead Delilah into that life, but we do know that Samson fell in love with her and he'd often come into her home. One day, because the Philistines wanted to kill Samson because he was a man of influence, he was a man of power, he was a man of fame, a man of success. And so he had a target on his back. And so they came to Delilah and said, we will give you money if you find out from Samson where he gets his strength. And so Delilah goes home. She makes a meal for Samson, you know, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. So she prepares this meal, and I can imagine while she's preparing this meal in her home, she's like, hey babe, listen, you are amazing. You are such a strong man. You know, your post on Instagram the other day had a lot of comments just, just commenting around your strength, and I, I always just wanted to know, like, babe, where did you get your strength? Samson's like, you know, <laughs> You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's, you know, I, if you want my strength to go away, what you need to do is tie me up with bowstrings that had to be new and never used. And Delilah does this the next day and Samson is able to break away from the Philistines. And then the next day, Delilah comes back and is like, babe, come on, like, where do you get your strength? I just want to know. I just, I just want to know where you get your strength. Samson says this, if you tie me up with new bowstrings that had not been dried up, he would lose his strength. So Delilah then tries and ties him up with those bowstrings that had been dried up. And she goes and tells the Philistine, Samson breaks away free again. This is the second time. If I was Samson, I would have done the mats. Every time I tell Delilah this, she does it and they try and capture me. But the thing about Samson, he was so much in sin that he could not see the truth of the matter. And that's what sin does. It clouds your judgment. It deceives you. The third time, Delilah comes to Samson. Babe, you're so strong. Samson's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm a strong guy. Stroking his ego. Babe, like, listen, I've asked you two times. Where'd you get your strength? And then 
She asks again and again and again and again. And this time, Samson is just so tired of these persisting questions that he tells her how he gets his strength. He says, if you cut my hair off, then I will lose my strength. That night, Delilah cuts off Samson's hair. And when he wakes up, he's lost his strength. She calls the Philistine army. And the Philistines are able to capture Samson. They take his eyes out and put him in a prison in Gaza. And as I read the scripture, it's interesting to note that the Bible never said that Samson had sex with Delilah. It never says that. What it does say is that Samson went to Delilah's home to find rest, to lay his head. And the way I interpret it is that Samson went to Delilah's home to find rest comfort it was a place where he found comfort then one day he woke up bold with no strength because he found comfort in Delilah's lap be careful where you find your comfort be careful where you find your comfort is the place that you're trying to find your comfort is it sapping you of your strength is it pulling you away from God is it pulling you away from the purpose and the plans that God has for you be careful where you find your comfort. Are you running to find comfort in a bed that is not yours? Ooh, I'm stepping on some toes today. Are you running to find comfort in a bed that is not yours? Where are you running to find your comfort? Is it in a person? Is it in a particular location that you should be going to? Is it in a bottle that you pick up? A couple of times during the week, a couple of times during the weekend, you just do it to get comfort. It gives you this comfort that nothing else can do. Check yourself, my friend. The only comfort that you should be looking for is the comfort that is found in the Holy Spirit. Are you running to find comfort in a relationship that you shouldn't be in? Everyone's telling you, listen, this man is cheating on you. But you found comfort there because you're so scared to step away from it because you will lose everything in your life. Where are you finding your comfort? Is it in pornography? You just do it because at the end of the day you're just so tired and you just need comfort. Are you finding it in porn? Is it in Instagram? Do you find comfort in the amount of likes and comments that you get when you post that perfect image of your holiday or your life or your car or your bag or whatever it is. Are you finding comfort in Instagram and Facebook and social media? Are you finding comfort in what people think about you? And, and so you're so caught up in making sure that everyone is happy with you. But when they're not happy with you, you feel so disappointed. My friend, your comfort is in the opinion of others. Who is your comforter? Who is your comforter? God still accomplished amazing things through Samson's life. Samson asked for forgiveness and God forgave him. And my question to you today is, where are you running to to find your comfort? Find comfort in the Holy Spirit, knowing that He loves you, knowing that He accepts you. Find your security in the comfort. It's so comfortable here. 
And this is just an illustration of the comfort the Holy Spirit provides. I feel safe. I feel protected. I feel a love. There's an assurance that comes from being comforted by the Holy Spirit. Find your security, not in the arms of a man, not in the arms of a woman, not in your success, not in your job, not in your career, not in how much money you have. Find your comfort. Find your comfort here in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I just want to give you a couple of points how He helps us, how the Holy Spirit helps us. He gives us assurance. When we get down in the dumps of life and wonder if God really cares about us, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, is there to assure us. Isaiah 66 verse 13 tells us that God will comfort us just as a mother comforts her child. What He does, He gives us confidence. He gives us confidence. We can have confidence that the Holy Comforter will hold us through trials, through tribulations, but also through the good times. The Comforter is still there. I want to give you eight points around the Comforter. The first one is that He is a loving Comforter. When I am in distress, when you need consolation, the Holy Spirit is God and God is love. And so the Comforter loves you. When you're in distress and you need consolation, don't run to that abusive relationship. Don't run to Instagram to tell you who you really are. Don't run into the security that you think you have in your job. Don't run into success. Run to the loving arms of the comforter. Second one, he is a faithful comforter. Listen, people will fail you. They will drop you like a bag of chips. One day they'll be with you in your success. The other day, when you're going through things, you won't be getting those texts. You won't be getting those messages. You won't be getting invitations to hang out. People will fail you. That's just a reality of life. But what you need to understand is that the Holy Spirit is faithful. He loves us even when we are unfaithful. He is faithful. Trust in Him. He will never deceive you. Trust Him. He will never leave you. Third thing is that He is an unwearied comforter. Sometimes when you comfort an individual, right? Maybe when they've lost a loved one or they're just going through a difficult season in their lives. You can be there the first couple of weeks calling, SMSing, taking them for lunch, taking them for coffee. But over some time, you can get tired. It's natural to become wearied and tired. But the Holy Spirit never gets tired of comforting us. He never gets tired. His heart is always for us. His heart is always towards ensuring that we are comforted. So run to him because he is an unweary comforter. He is a wise comforter. Number four, he is a wise comforter. Not all comfort you seek is wise. Woo. Let me just stop there. Not all comfort that you go to is wise. Not every friend that you go to will give you wise counsel. Not every family member that you go to will give you wise counsel. Yes, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go to them. The Bible says that there is wisdom in the counsel of many. But what I am telling you is that you should also rely in the counsel that comes and the wisdom that comes from the comforter. The wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, what He does 
He takes the soul, he lays it on the table, he dissects it in a moment, he finds out the root of the matter, he sees where the complaint is, and then he applies the knife when something is required to be taken away, or he puts a plaster where the sore is, and he never makes a mistake. He's a wise comforter. Number five, he is a safe comforter. All comfort is not safe. All comfort is not safe. We've already mentioned the places that you could be running to to find comfort. Those things do not provide security. They don't provide safety. Find comfort in the Holy Spirit because He is safe. There is safety in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's comfort is safe and you may rest on it. You may rely on it. Let Him speak the word to it and believe it and rely on it. He is an active comforter. He does not comfort by words, but he comforts by deeds. He intercedes with Jesus. He gives us promises. He gives us grace. And so he comforts us. Romans 8, 26 to 27 says, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of Christ because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. He's an active comforter. He's always interceding on your behalf. Even when you have no words to say, know that the Holy Spirit is interceding for you because he's an active comforter. He's a successful comforter. He never attempts what he cannot accomplish. And lastly, he's an ever-present comforter so that you never have to send for him he's always available he's always there for you he's near you when you need comfort when you're in distress he's an ever-present help in trouble he's an ever-present help in a time of need he is always available for you you can have the comforter abiding in your life today but all you need to do All you have to do is ask Him to come into your life. And how you can receive the Holy Spirit is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Don't try and do this life alone. Don't try and and try and cover yourself up with, with different things that cannot cover you. Find comfort in the Holy Spirit. And how you can have access to the Holy Spirit is by accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you want to do that today, it's a very simple prayer that you need to pray. Very simple prayer. Repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I acknowledge that I have sinned. I believe that you died and rose again. Come into my heart today. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we are so excited for you. The Bible says that heaven is rejoicing because a son or daughter has come into the kingdom. If you prayed that prayer, we want to connect with you. Text SAVE to the number below so that we can get you in contact with a local church. We can help you by giving you resources to help you on this journey of life. If you are a Christian and maybe you have been saved, maybe you've profess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, but you haven't actually been relying on the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been relying on the comfort of other things, fame, success, money, pornography. 
Maybe today is the day you need to repent. Repent just means to turn away, to turn away into a new direction. Maybe today is the day you need to make a decision to say, I'm not going to walk this life without the Holy Spirit by my side. I'm going to listen to the comfort and the wisdom and the counsel and the safety that the Comforter provides. Let me pray with you today. Dear Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone today who's listened to this message and has realized that they've been running to find comfort in things that they shouldn't be finding comfort in. I ask you that you please forgive us of any sin, any places where we found comfort outside of you. And I pray that as they turn away from those things, that they will turn to finding comfort in you, the Holy Spirit. In your name we pray, amen. I'm so excited for your journey in this life. I know that you're going to move into the next level of your God-given purpose and plan. Remember that the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Amen.